Hello and thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's word today. Please prepare your heart as you listen. We hope and pray that this sermon will be a great blessing to you. Welcome to uh, Pentecost Sunday. And uh, many of us, you know, have heard the word Pentecost. And uh, I have had very interesting discussions with many people uh, in the past about this term Pentecost. Many people think it's a name of a church or a denomination. Uh, some think it's it's uh, you know it's it's when the Holy Spirit came and and you know everybody started speaking in different languages and different tongues. Um, so today we are starting a new series called Forgotten. And the reason I named this series called Forgotten is because that Holy Spirit is one of the most forgotten characters in the Trinity. You know, we all uh, know the Trinity, the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Everybody was comfortable praying to the Father. Everybody is comfortable with Jesus. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has become the subject for discussion for many people. Uh, it is always one of those things that uh, that is the most argued topic about in church. Uh, Holy Spirit, uh, the whole belief around Holy Spirit, in fact, has divided the church in many ways. And it has turned into different denominations and different uh, uh, groups and uh, of churches across the world. In fact, the Holy Spirit was supposed to be the one who unites us all. Right. But it has become the most divided topic across churches. So I don't know where you are at in your understanding with the Holy Spirit. I don't know where you are at in your um, kind of uh, life, in your spiritual life. I don't know where you are at in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. But as we go through this series, my heart is to bring you all close to the Holy Spirit, bring you all to the same page. And the page is God's word, not my viewpoint, not one, um, you know, church's viewpoint or not a, a denominational viewpoint. But what does God's word say about the Holy Spirit and how we can all come together in understanding the Holy Spirit? If you're all with me, give me a thumbs up and I would love Love to see that great 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 you know Pentecost uh, is the 50th day after the Passover if you look at Judaism if you look at the Jewish religion uh, there are three main festivals that they celebrate number one is the Passover then it's the Pentecost and and the third one is the Tabernacles so if you're writing these things down if you're taking notes you can take notes so it's it's um, number one is um, you know, Passover, number two is Pentecost, and number three is Tabernacle. And today we are celebrating the second important festival in the Jewish calendar, which is the Pentecost. So that is 50 days after the Passover. So in other words, for our calendar, it's seven weeks after Easter would be Pentecost Sunday. So seven Sundays after Easter Sunday would be Pentecost Sunday. And why did the Jews celebrate Pentecost, even though they did not receive the Holy Spirit on that day? So in the Old Testament time, why did they celebrate Pentecost? They celebrated Pentecost because it is the day that they received the law from God in Mount Sinai. So that is the most important 
reason why they celebrated Pentecost. So I want to draw a parallel between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And what happened in the Old Testament Pentecost Day and what is happening in the New Testament Pentecost Day. Because you see, whatever God has promised, he doesn't cancel on his word. He only makes it better. Amen. In the Old Testament, Pentecost is not canceled. It is just made better in the New Testament with a renewed, refreshed work of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, if you see, the cloud descended and noise and fire was heard when God was giving the law to, in Mount Sinai. Again, in New Testament, if you look at Acts chapter 2, Holy Spirit descended upon uh, on the day of Pentecost upon the people, upon the apostles, upon the disciples, upon people who were gathered in the upper room with the loud noise and fire. If you look at Old Testament, the reason why they celebrated Pentecost is because God's law was written on the tablets. But in the New Testament, something better happens. God's law is written in the hearts of people through the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is, it is, it is inscribed here in your heart through the work of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, in Exodus chapter 32, if you read from verse 26 to 28, you can do that later. You can write down the reference, Exodus 32, 26 to 28. What is happening is that 3,000 people died because they worshipped a golden calf. They were punished and 3,000 people were killed that day because of their disobedience. And the parallel in New Testament, you see that when Peter, when he rose and when he started preaching, 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus. 3,000 people were saved on the New Testament. So you see there is a direct parallel between the evidence and the incident of what is happening on the day of Pentecost in the Old Testament and a direct relation to what is happening on the day of Pentecost in the New Testament. Like I said, the reason we are starting this series, Forgotten, is because the Holy Spirit is one of the most erased and forgotten topic in the church. My question to all of you is, do you remember the time when you had this personal encounter with the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you felt evidence of the work and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? People don't really want to talk about the Holy Spirit and they don't really want to experience him because they don't really understand the Holy Spirit. Some are ignorant about the Holy Spirit and some people just choose not to look more into the work of the Holy Spirit or experience the Holy Spirit. Uh, some people were probably raised in an environment where you were actually taught or told to reject the Holy Spirit and to say that Holy Spirit is not the most important character. His role is done. You know, he, he, his work was done during Jesus' time. Now we don't need it. Maybe you were taught that in your life. So wherever you are coming from, whatever spiritual background or Holy Spirit understanding that you're coming from, I want you to take you to the Word. Is that okay? Is that okay with everybody? So 
let's put aside our human understanding let's put aside our 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 thinking about where we come from but let's go into god's word and find out who and what the holy spirit really is acts chapter 19 verse 1 and 2 this is what it says and it happened while apollos was at corinth at corinth that paul having passed through the upper regions came to ephesus and finding some disciples he said to them did you receive the holy spirit when you believed so they said to him we have not so much as heard whether there is a holy spirit is that you today is that you that that received jesus in your life that received the father in your life but then you did not know much about the holy spirit that you are not able to experience the holy spirit in your life if that is you I want to give you an invite this morning. Holy Spirit is not somebody that you need to be scared of. Holy Spirit is not somebody that, that you know, that you think it's for others and it's not for everybody. Holy Spirit is not somebody that you can also ignore in your life. Because let me make one thing clear. Without the work of the Holy Spirit, you cannot experience repentance and salvation in your life. The very reason that you realize that you are a sinner and you need the saving grace of Jesus Christ is simply because the Holy Spirit worked in your life. The Holy Spirit enabled that to happen in your life. And because of the work of the Holy Spirit, you accepted Jesus. And if you're here today and if you haven't accepted Jesus with all your heart, I believe and I pray that the Holy Spirit will work in your life right now, wherever you are, and you can accept him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're a person who have accepted Jesus in your life long time ago, but you walked away from Jesus, you walked away from church, you walked away from fellowship, you walked away from praying and reading God's word every day. And if that is you, may the Holy Spirit work in your heart today and right now in a, in a way that you have never experienced him before. And the Holy Spirit is working in your hearts right now. You see, the, the reason why I keep referring to the Holy Spirit as like, a, like, like he's a person is because Holy Spirit is not just a spooky ghost or a smoke effect <laughs> that you see. Holy Spirit is actually a person that you can have relationship with. When God created, you know, it, it says in the Bible that, that it is the Trinity that came together. God the Father, God the Son... And God, the Holy Spirit, which means that if you reject the Holy Spirit, you are rejecting one of the triune God from the Trinity, which means that you are rejecting God. God, the Father, God, the Son and God, the Holy Spirit cannot be separated. We cannot just choose one or ignore the other. When you say I accept God, you're accepting God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And when you reject the Holy Spirit, you're rejecting them all. And I don't want to be at that place where I'm rejecting God. You know, uh, the Old Testament Hebrew was uh, uh, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and New Testament was written in Greek. And the word spirit in the Old Testament Hebrew is ruach. Can everybody say ruach? Maybe it can come on the screen. Ruach means wind breath 
or blast of breath. That is what ruach means. So in, in Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God. So when it says Spirit of God, it means the ruach. The character of the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the waters, which means that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, was moving in the midst of emptiness, in the midst of void, which means that the Holy Spirit was part of creation. John 1, uh, you know, it talks about, you know, the word was with God and the word became God and he spoke the word and everything came to being. So which means that for the word to be activated, the word was activated through the spirit Ruach. So when Ruach was in operation, everything came to being. In other words, my friends, I'm telling you, the very existence that you came here on earth is because of the Rema word of God and the move of Ruach came together and that is how humans were created. So your existence is through the work of through the word that was spoken and through the work of the Holy Spirit. Which means that you and I cannot exist without Ruach. What is life? The moment right now, everybody is talking about the Spirit. Do you know that? During Corona time, everybody is, you know, they're paying for Spirit. Oxygen. Where did we get oxygen from? The Bible says that God breathed his breath into the nostrils of human beings. And that's how we received life. What is life? It is Ruach. It is God's word, Rhema and Ruach coming into our fleshly body. And that brought life. When Ruach stops, you are dead. Today, everybody is after O2 cylinders, O2 concentrators. We are short of O2, 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 O2. We see that everywhere. My friend, the saddest part is even before Corona, the church was short of oxygen. The church was short of life. The reason being the church ignored the Holy Spirit. The church did not work and believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Who is the church? It is you and I. When you and I stop living in the power of the Holy Spirit, the church has become short of the work of Ruach in our lives. When we can live in Ruach, when we can live in the true life that Jesus, that God has breathed into our life, when we can live in the power of the Holy Spirit, church will look different. Church will be a lot more powerful than any government. Church will be a lot more powerful than any movement. And that is what God is calling us to do. The New Testament word for, for uh, Holy Spirit is Numa. It's Numa. Again, Numa means current of air. Blast of breath, strong breeze. It is all denoting 
wind, fresh air, breath, life. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. John 6, 63, it's saying, it is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. And we are all evidences of it. The word that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. This is what John is saying. See, the word that I speak to you is spirit. Rhema is ruach. The rhema word, God's word, is spirit because God's word cannot operate on its own. And the primary work of the Holy Spirit is to enable God's word. That is why wherever God's word goes, the spirit also follows and they work in hand together. Now, here's the problem with the church. Here is the problem if you don't accept the Holy Spirit. Here is the problem when you don't receive the power and the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. You can know the Bible. You can read the Bible. But you will not be effective with God's word without the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. If you don't accept the Holy Spirit in your life, if you don't receive the power of the Holy Spirit, you will be just a person who knows a lot of words from the Bible, but is not operating with the power of the Holy Spirit. If you want God's word to be activated, when you speak and for that to turn into spirit, when you say, let there be healing in the name of Jesus and there shall be healing in the name of Jesus, when you speak that word, the Holy Spirit needs to be activated and work in and through your life. And the only way that can happen is when you receive the Holy Spirit, when you understand the Holy Spirit, when you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, when you walk with the Holy Spirit, when you listen to the Holy Spirit every day in your life. May your prayer be and my prayer be over King City Church and everybody who are listening to me today. I pray in the name of Jesus that we shall all have a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name Bible is not a bunch of words that you can just speak out you can speak and quote any book from the from from that you know that you have read and it's just a quotation but when you quote the Bible it's not just a quote it's the breath of God that brings life into others when you quote a Bible verse, it is not a quotation from a Twitter or an Instagram feed or a Facebook that any human being has written. When you quote God's word, it is not just a bunch of words, but it is the breath of God that brings life into people. And you got to speak it knowing that the Holy Spirit is at work. My aim is to get you comfortable with the Holy Spirit. My aim is... For you not to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. My aim is for you to be filled by the Holy Spirit because that is what God wants for your life. I want to just throw quickly four characteristics of the wind and compare the Holy Spirit with the wind. Number one is wind is unseen. You cannot see the wind, but yet you can feel it. You might not be able to see the Holy Spirit, but yet you can see and feel the Holy Spirit all around you. John 14, 16 to 17, it says, and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper. Right now, we need helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you, King City Church. 
King City Church, you know the Holy Spirit. Friends, you know the work of the Spirit of God. But are you able to see Him? Are you able to feel Him? Are you able to experience the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? You might not be able to see Him, but you can feel Him in your life every day. Number two is wind is unpredictable. You cannot dictate where the wind flows. You cannot dictate the direction of the wind. It has its own mind. It, it does its own thing. Nobody, you know, when they give the climate or the weather report in the news that they say that today we have asked the wind to flow from north to south and that is what's going to happen. It doesn't work that way. When cyclone comes, it's unexpected. We just don't know how it's going to go. It's unpredictable. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is unpredictable. That is why a lot of people avoid the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit can mess up your plans. You might have set your own direction. You might have your own plans. But when the Holy Spirit intervenes, he just breaks everything down because he makes sure that it is the word that prevails. It is the work and the power of God's word that prevails in your life. That is why many people avoid the Holy Spirit. My question to you is, are you scared of the Holy Spirit because he messes up your plans? Are you ignoring him because he is causing chaos in your life? But that chaos is good chaos because he will build something new in your life. Allow the work of the Holy Spirit to happen. John 3, 8, it says, the wind blows where it wishes as you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So everyone who is born of the Holy Spirit, you cannot lock the Holy Spirit into a structure. We cannot put down the Holy Spirit into a run sheet. We cannot put the Holy Spirit into a name of a denomination or a system or a pattern. He's unpredictable. What is your unpredicted moment with your Holy Spirit? Moses had his unpredicted moment. He saw a burning bush experience. He had, a, he had an encounter. You know, when Jesus, Jesus healed many people, he was unpredictable. He, he healed the blind man just by touching and another time he spat and put the mud on his eyes and he healed them. He was unpredictable. If you want, you know, I cannot put my Holy Spirit experience on you. The experience that I had might be very different from what you have with the Holy Spirit. We cannot copy paste the work of the Holy Spirit at all. The Holy Spirit is fresh. And he wants to give you a fresh, brand new experience in your life. The third thing is the wind is powerful and so is the Holy Spirit. You can draw electricity from wind. You can float a plane. You can even destroy an entire city with the wind, with a storm. The Holy Spirit is all powerful. You know, the power of the Holy Spirit can fix so many things in your life than the power of any human efforts. I want to say that to you once again. The power of the Holy Spirit can fix so many things in your life, can fix your broken hearted, can fix a broken relationship, can fix chaos in your life. It can fix your wound. It can heal you. The power of the Holy Spirit can do so much more than any human being can do in your life. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Are you living in the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit? Have you received the Holy Spirit with signs and wonders in your life? Ask and you shall receive. Speaking in tongues is one of the signs of receiving the Holy Spirit. And that is not just for certain people. It is for everybody. When you earnestly ask, you will receive a new language. It is I will be teaching a lot more about the speaking, you know, the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the coming Sundays. I want to show you the difference between just speaking in tongues and receiving the Holy Spirit and how speaking in tongues can manifest in your life and can change in your life and it can change other people's life and, 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 and how you can speak secrets when you run out of words, when you pray in tongues, what happens in the heavenly realm. I will be teaching all of that in the next couple of Sundays because many people are confused about it. Many people are embarrassed to speak in tongues because they don't understand. I want to teach you those things so that you will understand and you will receive. Let me tell you something. Wind is refreshing. The Holy Spirit is refreshing. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, it says, I has not seen nor ear has heard nor have entered into the heart of the man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. If you cannot understand something from God, don't reject it. Just pray, Holy Spirit, help me to understand. And he will help you to understand. He will help you to understand. You know, Ephesians 4.30, it says, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit is moving and breathing in you. He is the most intimate part of your life. Come on. Receiving the Holy Spirit is as intimate as it gets in your relationship with Jesus. If you reject the Holy Spirit and wants to have a relationship with Jesus, you are missing out on intimacy with Jesus. The Holy Spirit makes you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. I plead and I beg for everybody who is in this room. My heart goes to you. If you are not taking the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, if you're not taking the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit that you can receive for free in your life, if you're just thinking, ah, that is, that is for the Pentecostals. Pentecostals is not a denomination. Pentecost is an experience that you can have inside your heart. I want to make that clear for everybody. It is not a denomination. You can say, oh, I'm a Baptist. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a brethren. I'm a CSI. I'm this. I'm that. I'm telling you, please become a follower of Jesus. Let us avoid the name tags of, of all these churches that is put on, including King City Church. My friend, please take the word. Follow the word. If you can be the follower of Jesus Christ, you cannot ignore the Holy Spirit. If you claim that you are in an intimate relationship with Jesus, intimacy with Jesus is impossible with the power, without the power of the Holy Spirit. So don't be a textbook Christianity. Don't be uh, 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 following a Christianity in your mind, but follow it with the work of the Holy Spirit. If you miss out on the work of the Holy Spirit in your life today, and if you ignore, if you take it for granted, if you're just chilled out and relaxed and ignoring it, you will miss out on the second coming of Jesus. You will miss out on the work and the power of God. You will miss out on what God has for your life. Many people say this, I have Jesus, but do I need the Holy Spirit? How can you have Jesus without the Holy Spirit is my question.
How can you accept the Holy Spirit? Let me make it very simple. Number one, let go of your fears and all the misperceptions, all the misconceptions and misperceptions that is out there. Let go of it. You don't have to trust me, but you can trust God's word. The way I received the Holy Spirit, let me tell you my quick experience. When I saw my friends receiving the Holy Spirit in, in a big Holy Spirit camp and, and a big youth camp, and I said, Lord, I don't want this Holy Spirit if it's not from you. But if it is from you, if it is from your word, as I carry your word, I need your spirit in my life. If it is you, let me be filled. Nobody laid hands on me. Nobody touched me. Nobody prayed for me. And I did not receive the Holy Spirit that day. You know why? Because I kept on arguing in my heart, saying that this can't be God. This can't be God. This is not, this is not God. But one day in my personal devotion time, when I was praying in the room, and I was just worshipping and I said, God, I want to be more effective in preaching the gospel. I want to be more effective and powerful in, in receiving your word and speaking your word. The moment I prayed that prayer, the Holy Spirit just took absolute control over my life. I was on my own. I don't know what happened after that. I woke up a few hours later in a different part of the room filled by the holy spirit when i woke up i was hearing myself speaking in tongues i did not even ask for the gift of tongues but i was speaking in tongues i stopped i was shocked i was like whoa this is embarrassing what is this why am i speaking but i can as much as i tried to stop speaking in tongues i couldn't stop it i was just going on and on and on for hours just speaking in tongues being filled by the Holy Spirit. Now, this was my experience. I'm not saying it could be the same experience for you, but all I'm saying is if you can earnestly ask through God's word, God can fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. Let go of your fear. Number two is go all in. If you want to have a complete relationship with Jesus, you need to have a complete surrender. Go all in with Jesus Christ. And the only way you can go all in is by having a consistent commitment to God and being consistently committed to God's word. Ezekiel 39, 29, it says, And I will not hide my face from them anymore, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord God. So you cannot play peekaboo with God. If you want to experience the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, when he starts dwelling in your life, in other words, you cannot, you cannot escape the presence of God. You will, you will be hungry and thirsty for God's word more. You'll be just dying to be in the presence of God. You cannot say, oh man, I don't have time today. For, for God. Oh man, I don't have time for prayer. I don't feel like all those feeling like praying and feeling like reading the Bible will go away. That you will just be hungry and thirsty and earnestly seeking God because the Holy Spirit will be driving you. Amen. He will draw you close to Jesus. You cannot escape the presence of God, but always dwell in his presence you will stop playing peekaboo with god you know that time when you used to play peekaboo like oh okay god i'm i'm going to sin now i'm drawing being drawn into the temptations so for this month you know i'll meet you in the next dawn prayer you know and and and, and you get the blessing and then that's it 
that's it you're not reading god's word you're not meditating on his word you're not praying you're not worshiping you're gone and then all of a sudden when the next month hits you remember oh my goodness i made a commitment this year that i will be following jesus and all those things and then all of a sudden you've forgotten all about it when you receive the holy spirit the spirit of god will enable you the spirit of god will help you and he will strengthen you like never before number three is you will de develop an intimate friendship with the holy spirit you know each person in the trinity has different roles to play but the beautiful part about the Holy Spirit is that he is our helper. He is our friend. He is somebody who is with us all the time. You know, it says in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it says, The amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. This is the blessing that we say all the time at the end of every meeting. It's the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit that we need. He wants to be with you. God the Father loves you. God the Son saves you. And God the Holy Spirit is with you. Let me make it very simple. You might say or you might claim I'm a Christian. You might claim that I have read God's word in and out. Old Testament to New Testament. New Testament to Old Testament. I know I can quote the Bible inside out and all those things. But without the Holy Spirit in your life, you're just a bird that has wings, but yet you cannot fly. If you look at the bird, it might have wings, but without the wind, it cannot fly. The bird's you know, needs wind for it to take off. The, your wings have purpose. Your wings are effective only when there is strong wind for you to take off. When the birds flap the wings, they take off. You know, many times, many times, many times, you know, we use this word, I will rise up like an eagle. I will rise up like an eagle with the strength of God. The only time you can rise up like an eagle is when you experience the wind, the fresh wind and the work of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Otherwise, you are just a bird with wings, but you are you cannot be effective. You cannot take off for God without accepting the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot fly without the wind and you cannot follow Jesus without the Holy Spirit. Accept the Holy Spirit. You need more of the Holy Spirit. You need the gift of the Holy Spirit. When you, when you receive that, the way you pray changes, the way you follow Jesus changes, the way you even make your financial budget changes, the way you, your faith, your faith life changes, because it is all enabled by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Why don't we take a moment and just, just receive the Holy Spirit in your life right now. We don't have to wait for another Sunday. You can do it right now. If you want to experience a fresh wind, don't forget the work of the Holy Spirit. Maybe, maybe you had already experienced the Holy Spirit in your life and you had forgotten how powerful he has been in your life. And you've been trying to do things in your own strength. 
It is time for you to come back to Jesus. It is time for you to receive the work of the Holy Spirit. I hope you were blessed by this sermon. Please share it with someone else who you think can also be blessed through this. If you would like to support our ministry financially, you can do so at kingscitychurch.org forward slash give. And we will see you next week with a brand new sermon. God bless.